Oh man. Another LeBron performance wasted. Another one. Shout out Markeith Morris, aka JR Smith 2.0. I don't know what he was doing. If that was a entry pass to AD, if that was a shot, because he thought the clock was running out. I don't know. But God bless that man. So um Welcome back to another episode of Fast Break Lab NBA Podcast. Your boy Sammy here, doing another one of these quick little post-game pods. What an all-time duel. It's like two heavyweights in a title match, just throwing blows with each other towards the end until Braun passed it to Danny Green, and we all saw what happened after that. But yeah, I mean, you got Braun with the, what is it? Let me check the box score because I, I wasn't really paying. I know he has like he had like 40 or something. I remember he had 40 at a point. But yeah, he ended up with like 40 points on like. Let me see this box score real quick. 40 points, 13 rebounds, seven assists, three steals on 71% shooting. What a game. All for nothing. Just to have these bums, Danny Green, eight points, two for five from three. I mean, that's decent, but he missed the one where it really mattered the most. Kuzma, his minutes were mm, 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 yuck. Um, Rondo, ugh, another bad performance from him. He is so up and down these playoffs. And he is choosing to be down at the very worst times. AD had 28 and 12, but he just did not look himself out there, especially towards the end. I think that heel contusion, I know a lot of people were worried that it was an Achilles injury, but it's just after that heel injury and then he re-injured it later, late in the fourth, he just did not look himself. He could not move around. He was basically a liability out there, but you kind of got you kind of still got to go with him and i think he still wanted to be out there so there's that oh man i mean and then we go to the other side jimmy butler jimmy g buckets the g stands for gets as we all know um 32 35 12 11 five steals on 11 for 19 shooting played a really really great game again Another one. And, you know, I mean, hey, he is what he's doing on both sides of the ball, guarding LeBron James and then commanding, commanding the um, being the floor general for the for the um, for the heat along with Bam. But him mainly because he gets he has the ball in his hands the most. But what he's doing on both sides of the ball is just remarkable because he has such a load on both ends. It's just you're relying on him to get you some buckets. You're relying on him to get you get your teammates going. You're relying on him to keep LeBron at bay somewhat when he is guarding him. And it's just remarkable to see. I mean, you could say, oh, LeBron had still had his 40, but I mean, Jimmy made him work for it. It wasn't like nothing easy. And then we have Duncan Robinson. 
Duncan Robinson finally came through with an excellent game. 26 points, five rebounds. Um, seven for thirteen from from three. So you know he had his three going, and you know they. I, I don't. I I wasn't really paying attention to see if he was getting hunted that much on defense, and I think that's because he was playing so well from three point that it kind of just maxed it. Just, it just masked whatever defensive liabilities he presented to the team. Um, but yeah, he had it going. Kendrick Nunn, he had it going early on in the in the what you call it. Um, the first half. He had it going really well. But yeah, I mean, Bam Bam looks like he's playing through that injury. He doesn't look himself all the way, and you can see it on the court. Like, it looks like he's not playing all the way. But if you have him out there, he is still providing you with something defensively and offensively, whether it's some screens, the direct, the dribble handoff passes to, to Duncan Robinson or to whoever. Um, yeah, I mean, even if he's out there and he's still limited, I mean, he still provides something. Crowder, shooting, horrible. It's just, ugh. Tyler Hero, not that good of a game either. And supposed to really tighten his rotation. No more Solomon Hill minutes. No more Derek Jones Jr. tossing him around in there. No Kelly Olenek either. Just straight seven guys. And I think that's what it should be in the finals. You you need your absolute best guys to be playing in the finals when it matters the most. Backs against the wall, and you just want your best guys out there for as much as as much as they can give you. Um and it's it's crazy to see, I mean, like the type of guys that are in this seven-man rotation, it's like Kendrick Nunn, undrafted rookie. We all know why he's undrafted. Um, Tyler Hero, rookie. Um, Duncan Robinson, second-year guy out of the G League, basically. Um, bam, third-year guy. I mean, when you see this team and you see that it's a, a team that's down 3-2 in the finals, I mean, you just tip your hat to them. But, yeah. I don't want to say... I told people because I didn't say anything on the timeline today about this game specifically. I just had a feeling deep down inside when I saw all the Lakers propaganda on my timeline. It was like ESPN was rooting for them to win. Bleacher Report is rooting for them to win. Any page you know out there, they was rooting for them to win. Everybody was talking about they're going to finish them off. It's the Black Mamba jerseys. They're going to end it tonight. It's over. They undefeated in them. And granted, you know, there was some doubt in the before the game because, you know, they are wearing those jerseys and they are undefeated. But, yeah. I mean, don't ever want to count out this Miami team. This team is very, very hungry. They never give up. There's not one moment you saw them in the playoffs give up in any game. Every game, they were still in it somehow, some way. So you never count them out. Never. So we we somewhat have a series on our hands, I think, at this point. We really have a series on our hands. And this game and the last game, what was it, game four? Probably the two best games of the series. Like, it really brought that finals intensity. Like, you really felt it. Like, especially this game. This game was like... You had no idea who was going to win until the final buzzer. 
And that's basically what happened. Like, that's what you want in these finals games. I know everybody is going to, like, harp on the ratings or whatever. And that's that's due to um, we're in the middle of election year. We're in the middle of um, NFL season, MLB playoffs. I mean, we got so much things going on. It's like no one is really going to have their undivided attention on the NBA. But, yeah, I mean... First three games were 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 somewhat somewhat boring, I'd say. The Jimmy forty point game was all right, the forty point triple double, but the last two games they really brought that finals intensity. Like neither team backed down; they were making shots when it mattered the most, playing great defense. Um, Lakers this game did not play good defense. They allowed like 88 points through the first three quarters. And that's something we really didn't see from them in this series that much. Um, so there's that. And I mean, just don't count your, your eggs before they hatch. I mean, because they were bringing out the Larry O'Brien. They had the streamers ready. And granted, I mean, yeah, you do want to be somewhat prepared because um, Lakers are up 3-1 and they've been playing pretty dominant for a good portion of the series. But you also just want to wait till, you know, seriously that you got this. And then you start bringing out all those stuff. When I saw that, like, pregame, they had the trophy ready and... All that stuff. I mean, I was just thinking to myself, oh, yeah, he got he got this one because they feel right now like they are not being given a chance at all. Everybody was like, jobs not finished, blah, blah, blah. I was like, we'll see. We'll see. And the job is definitely still not finished. We got game six coming up. And the way Spolster's been coaching, the way he's been playing, the way AD looks, we could have a game seven. You never know. You never know with these series. Because all it takes, one wrong ankle tweak, one shot, one turnover, one second. And the game changes just like that. Just like that. And I mean, shout out KCP. He seems like to be the only reliable third option on this Lakers team. And I've seen it now for the last couple games. For the, for throughout the playoffs, the Lakers kind of had a rotating door of who would be the third option. Some nights it would be Rondo. Some nights, one, one, or, one or two nights, it would be like maybe Caruso. Maybe it would be Kyle Kuzma for a game. Maybe it would be Markeith Morris. This game, and the last couple games, it's been kind of, it's just been Kyle Kuzma. Like he's just been that, not Kyle Kuzma, ugh. KCP. It's been KCP. A lot of people have been joking about him for a finals MVP, but yeah, he's been really stepping up his play. It's funny, a lot of people throughout the season, especially, they've been clowning on him. If you say, I mean, you may say cyberbullying him at this point, but he's really stepped up his play. And he's definitely going to be earning himself some bank this summer. I mean, not this summer. What am I saying? I'm so used to the old NBA schedule. This winter, he's going to be earning himself some bank or this fall or whatever, whenever free agency is. Um, actually, do want to talk about free agency in a bit. Um, and yeah, he's really stepped up his pay, play and he's going to step up his pay. Um, 
Danny Green, on the other hand, has robbed the Lakers. And what what was he signed for? Two million, two years, thirty million. I mean, geez, it's just. We'll see what happens with that. I feel like he's gonna get traded for sure. I just don't know who's gonna take that contract on without some picks or, or some compensation otherwise. Because Danny Green is not an attractive contract. He is thirty three years old, with a mohawk, cannot shoot, cannot play defense anymore. It's just like, what does he bring to the table at this point? Uh. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I mean, hey, maybe somebody wants him. I don't know. I don't see what they see in him, but we'll see. Um, again, Rondo did not have a good game. Um, Caruso, Caruso just needs to like stop complaining. It's just so annoying. But yeah, Braun really kept the Lakers in it early. And he basically kept them in it the whole game because AD didn't really have it going that much in the first half. He had like 13 in the first half. But he really stepped it up more in the second half. Um, he kept them in it because like their D their their whole the whole team was just looking bad. And he he had like 22, 21 points in the first half. And it was just it was just not good. There was a point in this game where I thought the Heat had lost it. I think everybody thought the Heat had lost it because they were up, I believe, I don't remember how much they were up by, but the the Lakers came storming back. It was like a 14-point turnaround at that point. And everybody was like, ooh, that might be it for the Heat. I think they ran out of gas. They going cold right now. And then something just happened. They flipped some type of switch and whatnot, and the game just turned in their favor. And then you saw it especially when Danny Green had the last shot. And I was I was sitting with my parents, and I was like, why is Danny Green in the game? Like, why is he in the game? He hasn't shown that he's made for this moment. Like, he looked like he wanted no parts of that shot and they rightfully left him wide open because he missed it and then Keith got the rebound and like I said before I don't know if he was trying to give an entry pass to AD if he was taking a shot because he thought the time was expiring but hey the basketball gods worked in our favor we are getting a game six in this now Looking like a real competitive series. Maybe it might draw some interest back into the series. I know a lot of people were were calling this series a little bit of a snooze fest. So there's that. We'll see. Maybe Dragic returns for a game six. I don't know. We'll see as well with that. It will be very interest. It will be a very interesting wrinkle if he is ready to go for a game. A game. Um six or game seven if they force one which is in the play now one thing i had in my notes that i was gonna say about this lakers team was that their supporting cast isn't all that spectacular but they were they were getting the job done minus this game now and because we were we were all kind of used to like especially in the cleveland the last couple cleveland days we were kind of used to like a LeBron team that just like gave up sometimes and was like 
bring us to the promised land, Braun, and we'll just tag along for the ride and we'll provide like occasional shots here and there, but we won't be there all the way like the way KCP is and whatnot. But this game pro- proved to be one of those games where it was like, Braun, take us to the promised land because none of us really have it going that consistently. And we see the result of that. I mean, I don't know. I I feel like that last shot, you kind of keep it, it with Braun or AD, but I understand, you know, doubles and whatnot are coming. But, hey, the the, the Miami defense, they, they took their chance with a Danny Green three. It was the right decision in my in my eyes. Um but a really all-time classic kind of game. Cuz I mean I don't think they remember I can, I don't know if I can remember the last time we've seen two dudes just going at each other scoring wise in a finals game. Like I know I've seen it in like probably like some previous rounds of the playoffs, but it's just it's just it's just remarkable to see because cuz you just don't see that often usually it's like a team goes on like a run the last couple of years especially with golden state like they just they just go on a run and they just they just shut off the other team's water mainly that team being cleveland but yeah we're not used to seeing two dudes just like go at each other i i can't remember the last time We've seen that, but yeah, um, Vogel needs to not have green out there in crunch time. It's just not helpful anymore. But yeah, that game is that game is not on Braun. I know I'm someone that has been super critical of Braun in the past, but that one's not on him. I feel like that was a game that was wasted by his teammates because they just are incompetent and. Yeah, I mean, I cannot wait to see what moves the Lakers do with some of their supporting cast because they've got some things to address, as in Kyle Kuzma and Danny Green. Those dudes may need to go. (laughs) What's funny is that Lakers fans think they can get something of reasonable value or not even reasonable, beyond reasonable value for Kyle Kuzma and Danny Green. They think they could get a Victor Oladipo or a Zach Levine type. But um, yeah, that's not happening. Um, enjoy trying to sell off Danny Green and Kyle Kuzma to the highest bidder. I don't know if there will be a highest bidder. But um, yeah. What a game by Braun. What a game by Jimmy. Shout out to them. Also, quick shout out to the Seattle Storm for winning uh, their fourth championship in franchise history. Shout out to Brianna Stewart, WNBA GOAT in the making right there. Um, We did see some news about when free agency may start. Um, They said it, it is expected to start no later than December 1st, so it could start before that. They also mentioned that a season schedule change may be permanent because they don't want to feel that they should compete with football season and college football and like baseball that start that has playoffs around that time in the fall as well. So they may, they may look to start the season permanently in like a December around like a Christmas. My suggestion 
is go back to the format we had for the 2000, what, what year was that? 2011, 2012 season, the lockout year, 66 games. I know it was in like a short span at that point, And there was like a lot of back-to-backs and four games and five nights, but do 66 games spread out across the same format. Like we have now. And I feel like that would be a better product because you keep the fans invested for a shorter period of time, but you probably have more fans invested this time. And I think back then, also in the 2011-12 season, that was one of the highest rated NBA seasons, like as in like ratings wise with like viewers and fans watching. That was one of, one. that was a very entertaining season that year as well as the playoffs, but there were some injuries because of the whole back-to-backs and four games and five nights type of stuff. But I feel like if that can be reduced and they're, the games are more spread out and we still go with that 66-game format, I feel like that will be more beneficial for the league. I feel like 82 games at this point is is quite a bit long, quite a quite a long time to be invested. Um, you do the 66 games. You, do, you also do the play-in thing as well. That makes the end of the year way more exciting too. Keeps the fans invested. And, you know, everybody everybody wins at that point. And I feel like having the season start in the winter, you don't compete with all these other sports and you don't have that to blame for your ratings downfall. And we can really see what's the real issue. But they do expect that this upcoming season after these finals will probably start in a January, probably February stage. So it could be a very, very eerily long off season. But we'll see with that. I feel like that's some very interesting. A lot of stuff can happen depending on when free agency starts and whatnot. So that's it for today's episode. Make sure y'all check out all the links in the show notes. Make sure y'all subscribe, leave a rating. Make sure you tell a friend to get in on the show. Give it a listen. And we out of here.